Welcome to the Tin Lounge. You've stumbled on one of our short episodes called The Mini Bar, where we discuss a current relevant topic pertaining to the travel industry. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fam with Intention. And I'm Corinne, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journey's Travel Company. We won't let you leave without some excess baggage, so stay with us until the end. Do you think everybody missed us, Teresa? I was just going to say, <laughs> last week we were both gone. So I had messaged Karine. We had, we had every intention of recording an episode while we were gone, but I was in Aruba with pretty poor Wi-Fi and I just didn't really want to deal with losing connection during the recording. And I know, Corrine, you were in Orlando at the time. Um, yeah. So we just said, you know what, we'll just skip this week. <laughs> Yeah, we hated to do it because there's so much great news coming out. But at the same time, my trip was just like an insane whirlwind. Getting my first vaccination shot, getting to my ear surgeon to check things out, getting a haircut, seeing all of the people, like all the appointments. It was just like so crazy. So it ended up working out, but we did miss you. Yeah, so glad to be back again this week. But Kareen, I know before last week, you were actually in the DR, that's right. And something I was actually just in my personal stories today talking about, and I'm sure everyone would love to hear how it went in Aruba as well. Obviously, one of the really big um, worries that people are having right now is that we have to have a test in order to return to the U.S. I feel like maybe that will be lifted soon, but that's really just a guess. That's based on no facts. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I... I I wanted to share my experience in DR. I stayed at, it's the longest resort name ever, the Grand Reserve at Paradisas Palma Real Punta Cana. And at check-in, they scheduled my test and they did it two days prior to departure, which I like because we've talked about before how it's got to be within three days. And if you have a flight delay, it can actually really mess things up. So Two days before we left, they had it scheduled. We met our concierge. We were actually in like the club level. So we had a personal concierge. We met her. She took us up to the room where they were doing the test. And we were out of that room in less than 15 minutes. And it was both Dawn and I. We knew the results before we left the room because, you know, you're going to have that moment where you're like, ooh, what if it comes back positive? But so they told us the results. And then later on that day, they, they delivered the written results to our room so that we could take, I mean, it really was seamless. How was yours? Mine was pretty easy as well. Um, I did the Aruba trip through the tram program through the Aruba tourism board. So with that program, you need to stay in two different hotel properties. So the first one I stayed in was the Renaissance and they have on property testing. Um, they work in partnership with one of the local labs to you know be tested on site. However, the hotel I was staying in during the second part of the trip when I would need to get the COVID test didn't have that. However, they had a list of suggested places. So there was one nearby that my sister and I went to also two days before getting on our flight. And we got our test and I think we got our results that evening they were already ready. So they didn't tell us right there, but that was, I would say one of the most painful COVID tests I've gotten um, since this whole pandemic thing started. It hurt so bad, but I'm like, I know the sample they got was 
the right sample because there's no missing. <laughs> like he was up in there. <laughs> Interesting you say that because both Don and I came out with our eyes real big. Now it was so fast. It was like, bam, bam. And we were done. But I was like, wow. I mean, it, I, I wouldn't call it painful, but it was the least comfortable test, which I had to have one here before going back to the U.S., and this guy was gentle. He was up there, but it was gentle. It was just tickly, you know, but this one was like all about the business. Boo, boo, and you're and you're out. Oh, no. Mine was, he was way up there and he's like, I'm going to be turning for five seconds. And he was literally counting one, what two, is three. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's been five seconds. <laughs> oh, it hurt. But you know what? We got it done. So the process itself was pretty easy and then just showing the paperwork at the um, airport. But what was interesting was going into Aruba, um, you had the option of showing a negative COVID test um, taken within less than 72 hours of arrival into Aruba, or you could choose to get tested when you arrive in Aruba. Um, but if you choose to get tested when you arrive, you have to quarantine in your room until you get the results, which could take like six hours, maybe four to six hours. So they give you this little card. It looks like the shape of a business card. So if you have a negative COVID test already upon arrival, you'll get that card to present at the hotel. So they know that you've been approved and you don't need a quarantine in your room. If you get tested at the airport, you don't get one of those. So when you go to check in, they know that you're not able to roam freely. I don't know how they track you because my sister and I already got our test done prior. So I can't say, but that's part of the process of going into Aruba. And did you have to get the PCR test or just an antigen test? Going to Aruba, it's the PCR test. Okay. And would you say, even though you've just described a horrific account of your test, was it worth it? It was a thousand percent worth it. I know that's not statistically possible to have a thousand percent, but it was a thousand percent worth it. <laughs> Perfect. I just just wanted to make sure we were clear about that because I definitely think it was as well. Um, before we jump into our discussion this week, we wanted to give a shout out to our podcast network, Trav Market Media. Head on over to travmarketmedia.com where you can find other amazing podcasts to grow and build your business. First on the list is one of my favorites. Europe may be open to US travelers as soon as summer of 2021, which Ooh. is this year. So this is an article on Travel Age West. And oh my goodness, Kareen, if you look at my search results right now, you will see endless searches for flights to Greece. I am not lying when I say it is on my list as soon as like, I don't, I don't even know what I'm waiting for. I just feel like I really, really, I need to oh, go. We have to talk offline. We have to talk offline. You and I didn't even discuss this. We, we have our little powwow before we start recording, but it's very seriously on my list for the summer. And I need to tell you some things um, <laughs> after the show. So okay. we'll <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, obviously this news came in like an explosion. Everyone is so excited. Obviously we don't have tons of details at this point because they need to work out the logistics of like vaccine passports, but they're really happy apparently over in Europe about how quickly vaccines are being distributed in the United States. 
and they're feeling good about the uh, potential herd immunity. So it's really exciting. Yeah, um, I think it was recently that they announced what date was it? This this the date of this article is the twenty sixth. But you know, for the longest time, the EU was just like no non essential travels. Like if you're not going there out of necessity, you can't come in. Um, but now they are saying like if you're vaccinated with Moderna, Pfizer, or Johnson and Johnson because they're approved by the European Medicines Agency, you know you. M- you might be able to go. And I say might because we don't have the details yet and I don't really want to get my own hopes up so high yet. Well, you know, the momentum is moving. Like, I feel good about it. I feel like everything is just charging forward. Uh, It doesn't feel too quickly to me. I mean, the facts are we are distributing vaccines very quickly. Mm -hmm. We are seeing the numbers improve. So obviously, I keep saying the word obviously, so sorry. Um, but everyone wants to get back to work in Europe. Every, the economy needs us. And actually, one of our favorite people, Kate Thomas from North and Leisure and also host of Travel Pro Theory is quoted in this article. And she says, Americans are anxious to travel to Europe again. And all of my partners on the ground are looking forward to welcoming them. So, and that's the thing, like, I've, I almost said it again. We all want to travel to Europe. We're dying to travel to Europe. More importantly, Europe needs us to travel to Europe. Especially since so most of these countries, yeah, most of these countries, they, they rely on tourism as their number one. And, yeah. you know, Kate does Ireland and Scotland. And the largest numbers of travelers yeah. to Ireland come from the United States. Same with other countries like Greece, which is the place where I, where I really want to go. And apparently you do as well. I mean, tourism is number one and a lot of tourists go there from the U S so we can maybe help each other out this summer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll be, Oh my gosh. <laughs> I am obsessed with that word today. <laughs> we are all clearly very excited. That's all I'm seeing in my feed. Cause for Travel Biz Boss, I'm following strictly travel advisors, and it's what everyone is talking about. Mm-hmm. It is the most exciting news going on right now, for sure. Yeah, and this article makes it clear that, you know, even though we're having this shift in policy, it may not mean like restriction free travel. There might still be protocols in place, guidelines sure. in place. And that's something that you, I guess, like we have to, I guess, embrace for the time being. It might not be something that's permanent, but just, you know, where we are now, I'm okay with having these protocols in place and still be able to travel there. Like the recent trip to Aruba, they were very strict on COVID because they're such a small island. They only have one hospital. They can't really afford a COVID spike because they rely on tourism so heavily. So I was more than okay following their very strict COVID protocols because I didn't feel like my experience was lessened because of that. I was still able to do a lot of fun things. It's just stand a bit further from other people, you know, wear a mask inside. They're not too big of an ask for me to be able to enjoy a new destination. Right. So some people like us are willing to make some sacrifices. Seems like a pretty strong word. Some, some concessions, concessions. That's the word I'm looking for 
in order to go places. And then some people won't be. A good friend of mine said, I don't feel inclined to plan a big trip right now if everything's not going to be open. Like I'm not going to waste a trip because, you know, this is a person who has a finite amount of vacation time every Mm -hmm. year and not unlimited funds. None of us really have that, but so she has to pick and she has to be careful with her choices. So that made perfect sense to me as well. So those of us that are willing and able to do it will be able to, I think there might even be some benefits because there will be fewer people that are willing and able to do it. And we might have some different extra special experiences. I fully agree with that. And I remember bringing this up to my dad saying, you know, let's talk about maybe heading to Greece this summer um, because it's opening up to Americans and he's vaccinated. My mom's back or my mom is going to be vaccinated. And he's like, I don't know. Greece is a bit far. It might be still too dangerous. And I'm like, listen, Typically, it's it's really crowded in the summer, but I think this year would be the best year to go if you want to avoid the crowds. And he's like, you know what? You're right. So a bit more of me getting excited for potential Greece. So I'm excited, but I don't want to be too excited just in case. <laughs> well, it's fun to start planning anyway. And I was noticing, and you'll hear some about it in excess baggage, I'm just seeing a ton of articles about every cruise line opening up space, departing from European ports. Mm -hmm. So it's happening. This is happening. You need to think positive. Nobody's scared. I will think positive. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So next up, and, and I had a lot of conversations about this. There is an article from Travel Pulse, and it says, Research finds a majority of Americans support vaccine passports. So I was in DR. It was my host agency's top producer retreat. So I was there with, I think there were 50 something of the top agents with TPI. I'm doing it again. (laughs) A lot of opinions were flying around, you know, like there are a, a lot of varied opinions among travel advisors on vaccines, on mask wearing, on everything. But a point I kept making was, take your personal beliefs out of it. Look at this through the lens of a business owner. Research is showing time and time and time again that consumers are saying, I will feel more comfortable traveling if vaccinations are required. I will feel more comfortable traveling if there's vaccination passports. I would So Regardless of how I personally feel about it, and of course, it's easy for me to say because I feel that way about it, but even if I didn't, I'm going to look at this as, okay, well, if consumers are more comfortable traveling this way, then I support it because I want to make money again, and it's hard for me to understand, but then there were a couple advisors who live in certain regions where that is not the opinion of their clientele, so that's not what they're hearing And it's hard for them to hear that statistically speaking, that's the exception and not the rule because they're hearing clients say, if I have to do this, I'm not going. If I have to do that, I'm not going. It's just not black or white. But when we are thinking about this from the business owner's point of view and seeing that what consumers want on a larger scale, a futile or resistance is futile. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to say, you know? 
the writing is on the wall. Study after study after study is saying these things. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what this article is talking about. Yeah. And the statistic in this Travel Pulse article, there is a majority, but I want to point out that it's a very slim majority. So, you know, we really have to look at the overall global trends. And like you say, put our own personal beliefs and opinions to the side and look at what people are doing around the world. And I think a lot of times we are very stuck on what's happening within just our community, within our county, our state, our country, but travel is global. And we have to look at what other countries are also implementing, like countries we want to travel to, countries that our clients want to travel to, and just let people know like, hey, you're going into their home, like that's their home country. And if they have a certain rule about visiting their home, like you need to follow those rules. And if you don't want to, we'll find some other place for you to go to. Exactly. Well, the thing is, too, this one is the actual vaccine passport. It is a slim majority. But then a lot of other studies around mask wearing on planes Mm -hmm. requiring vaccines, if they ask that separately from vaccine passport, because that has a certain stigma to it, the, the stats are higher. So, I mean... No matter what I, and of course we read tons and tons and tons of articles to do this podcast. So again, it's easy for me to say, it's so clear, you know, (laughs) because I'm reading all these articles, I'm reading all the research Mm -hmm. and I can see it, but it is important for us to pay attention if we want to stay viable. I know that's hard. Again, if your clientele specifically is not on board with that, then there's nothing you can do about it. And that stinks. But it's important for us to know what the consumer wants. So, it, mm-hmm. you know, Travel Pulse, Travel Weekly, Travel Age West are constantly publishing articles of different surveys, different polls. Mm-hmm. And um, right. This article also talks about research that showed that even if people didn't initially want to get vaccinated, the fact that they could travel if they're vaccinated is a big motivating factor for them. And I know a bunch of people who are like, you know, I don't really care about getting vaccinated, but I want to travel. So I will like, that's, that's what encourages them to do so. And 64% of those who typically travel, that's part of this research, they would prefer to travel with an all vaccinated group. Right. And I know several people who flat out do not want to be vaccinated, but their their desire to travel is outweighing mm-hmm. that. Right. Uh, and I would be in that camp too. I mean, I'm for the vaccination, but I would be willing to, I said this from the beginning, like, do whatever you want. Just let me travel. Mm-hmm. I, I'll exactly. do whatever it takes. But I know I feel so excited. I have my first shot when I get my second one. I'm just going to feel so much safer to go to Greece this summer. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) Um, Our last article is through Travel Age West, and it's titled Need to Know Research, Summer Booking Trends and Travel Agent Sentiments on Cruising. I know you do a ton of cruising, and you book a ton of cruise clients. What are your thoughts on this article? Well, The article actually says that there are not 
there's not a marked increase in cruise bookings for the travel advisors that they pulled. I am booking a ton of cruises. It is hilarious to me when people say nobody's going to want to cruise anymore. Like, oh, baby, cruisers want to cruise, period. End of story. Now, most of what I'm booking is in 2022. I have some in late 21. I just booked a cruise for July. There were some special circumstances. A client of mine has some foster kids that are going, that will be reunited at the end of the summer with their mother. And it's her only chance to take them. So she's like, I'm risking it. We got to get this on the books. These kids need to get on a cruise, you know? So, and it's depending on people's circumstances, but most of my cruise clients are chomping at the bit. I have some people booked for August that are just praying it's going to happen. I have also noticed, though, a huge uptick in my all-inclusive bookings. And some of it's cruisers. And some of it is just people who might normally do something a little more exciting, but they're willing to settle for an all-inclusive this time. And some of it's people that just love to go to all-inclusives. But I am also starting to experience, and I know this is just something we need to buckle up and be ready for, very frustrating situations with availability changing, prices spiking. I am now telling my clients, if you are not ready to put a deposit down, there's no point in me looking right now because tomorrow the price could be hundreds more. Mm-hmm. So, or, or it won't be available. I spent hours on the phone on Friday. It's a comp- it was a complicated situation and I had the last club swim up rooms and we lost them and then trying to get them. It was just insane. And these were really good clients who would have understood, but I didn't want to disappoint them. So it was stressful for me. So, but the point is prices are all over the place. Flight flight prices are way jacked up, especially to places like Jamaica. Availability is nuts. Even on cruises, I'm, I'm seeing stuff in 2022 that has like three cabins left. And I've said before, I've just been really encouraging my clients. If you want to book something, you can't wait. Mm -hmm. And I've had a lot of personal like friends and acquaintances keep saying, can you get me a deal? Can you get me a deal? You know, and it's usually like over Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) It's always over a holiday. (laughs) And so I just keep having to explain like supply is low, demand is high, but the article really goes over the increased inquiries that everyone is seeing, especially for summer travel. People are really starting to panic now. And that's my thing was for July. And I just booked another one for July and it was the same thing. The availability was so slippery. So I quote one day and the next day they're like, let's do it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. sorry, no can do. Mm-hmm. Let's look at another resort or another room type. And the thing is when it happens to them the first time, then the second time around, when you give them a second option that's available, they're more likely to be like, yes, we're ready. Just go ahead and book Here, it. Here's my credit card. Here's my credit card. <laughs> it does say that, you know, I'll, we're loving the the increase. However, most respondents are reporting that client interest is still down from pre-pandemic levels. I would agree with that. I mm-hmm. mean, I'm, I'm busy as heck, but I don't think, I'm certainly not as busy as I was in January and February of 2020. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ready. <laughs> yeah, I'm finding myself now just like, 
I'm not taking every inquiry that comes in. Like I just said no to another inquiry today because it just really wasn't something that I wanted to do or within what I like the com- commission I'd be making would not be worth the time put into it. <laughs> I think yeah. it just comes down to that um, because, you know, I want to take my time and deal with clients who are booking like larger packages and stuff. And this was a return client and it was just like a really simple, small booking. But I just said, I'm not currently booking this kind of experience right now, but here are some tips on how you can do that. And I gave her like a bunch of tips. So she was very grateful for that. But I just know that if I said yes to that, I would just be kicking myself later on because it would just be way too much work for little to nothing. I love that. We're all, yeah, we're all kind of in a, I'm only going to do what I want. Yeah. And (laughs) I'm going to charge you for it. And if you don't want to pay that, then I'm not going to cry about it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's interesting too. This article has a statistic and it kind of goes with exactly what I was talking about when I'm talking to other travel advisors that only 48%. So the minority by a slim margin of travel advisors think that cruise line should insist on requiring vaccinations. So, and that's exactly what I'm seeing. Consumers are saying yes. Advisors are saying no. And I just find it really interesting. Yeah. But 35% agree, but only as a temporary short-term measure. And I'm sure most of us feel that way. The ones that want full vaccinations, not like we want that forever. Mm -hmm. But now I'm just making up statistics. Sorry about that. (laughs) I'm not sure because I haven't done done a proper survey. What percentage is most of? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Most of the advisors that I know that are for requiring vaccinations mm-hmm. don't want that to go on forever. It's just a safety right. measure for now. We don't want and to I have a that, bunch of yeah, obstacles. I, I think it's important to remember that a lot of these measures may seem stringent compared to pre-COVID times, but you know, moving forward, I just don't know if it's going to be a permanent thing. You know, it's just what can get us traveling again. And I will be willing to do that. What can get us traveling again? What can get our clients traveling again? And then we can progress as we move on through the next months, years, however long it takes for us to get a hold on this thing and figure stuff out. But I'm willing to make those concessions to be able to travel. Yep. And I was telling Teresa before we recorded that my business partner worded it so perfectly when she said, I just want to be a part of the solution. And that's how I feel too. Whatever it's going to take to get us healthy and able to get back to some semblance of normal. And for me, travel, huge priority. I want to be a part of that solution, whatever it is. Last thing in this article though, is just touching on how one of the most emotionally charged topics inside the travel industry right now is the CDC versus the cruise industry. Tons and tons of of articles being written every week about that. Like, what's the deal? Why are we giving the okay for all these things? I'm kind of hoping that this new news with the EU will help. Who knows? It's it's really quite the drama. (laughs) For sure. It is very dramatic. And you know, I do respect organizations and institutions like the CDC because they do important work and research, but I want more transparency when it comes to what they're using to make their decisions. 
And I think there's a lack of that. And that's why there is so much drama because it's just like, you just made this decision. And of course, it's not like a binding decision, but people base their um, business practices a lot of the time on something the CDC says, but it's like, what are you basing this on? Like, just let us know, show us, be clear so that there's no like, oh, you're just making stuff up or, oh, it's political. Right. Well, I think it's safe to say that all of the articles every week are pointing at this door cracking open wider and wider and wider. So exciting. Hopefully the saga of the CDC versus cruising will be over soon. Yeah. Least. And then we can, then we can Chuck Norris roundhouse, kick that door open. and not just open it back at the time. <laughs> I would like to kick that door off the hinges yes. if you don't mind. <laughs> All right. Well, should we get into some excess baggage? Oh, yes. It's time for excess baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory, so you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. According to Travel Agent Central, BVI drops quarantine for fully vaccinated pass- travelers. Sorry, Beginning May 15, 2021, fully vaccinated passengers arriving in the British Virgin Islands will be free to explore the destination after returning a negative arrival day test result. They also report that Azamara will restart cruises in Greece and cancel other voyages. As a result of the new Greece lineup and continuing uncertainty of travel requirements elsewhere, Azamara is canceling all existing Azamara Quest sailings that depart on or before October 2nd, 2021. Other cancellations announced on its website include Azamara Journey sailings departing July 16th through September 29th and Azamara Pursuit sailings departing July 10th through September 14th. An article from Travel Market Report says that Norwegian Cruise Line on Wednesday announced a further restart of operations in Europe from Barcelona and Rome with previously scheduled port intensive itineraries to the Mediterranean and Greek Isles beginning September 5th, 2021. Another one from them says that Delta Airlines announced it will be the first airline to resume service to Athens after Greece opens with no quarantine requirement for vaccinated travelers or those with a negative PCR test. Delta will restart its nonstop daily flights between Athens International Airport and JFK starting on May 28th. The service will provide connections from 44 cities in the United States to the popular Greek destination. On July 2nd, the airline will also launch new daily nonstop service between Athens and Atlanta, which provides connection opportunities from 143 cities across the country. Travel Weekly reports that Regent Seven Seas cruises will Return to service in September with the Seven Seas Splendors inaugural season in the UK and the Mediterranean. They also report that the deadline for Real ID enforcement is extended again. Travelers will have another 19 months before they need to present Real ID compliant identification to fly domestically. As of now, starting May 3rd, 2023, every air traveler 18 and older will need Real ID compliant identification at security checkpoints for domestic travel such as state-issued enhanced driver's license or another TSA-acceptable form of ID, such as a passport. According to Travel Age West, U.S. leisure travelers can return to French Polynesia on May 1st, but they will first need to be fully vaccinated and also provide proof of negative PCR tests taken no more than three days before their departure to avoid an otherwise mandatory 10-day quarantine. And last, good news from afar, the CDC further relaxes mask guidance for vaccinated people. 
Those who have been fully vaccinated for COVID-19 no longer need to wear a mask outdoors except when in a crowded environment. And that's it for Excess Baggage. Just a reminder that all the articles we referenced today can be found in the show notes. Please remember that we didn't write the news, we're just sharing it. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and or share the show. Also, head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link them in the show notes. If you have any questions or comments, or just want to say hello, please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at the tinlounge.com. We'll see you next week. Bye.